0: pew 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 it's the bonus episode guys of the film stripping podcast thanks for coming this one's a doozy we watched star wars episode one the phantom menace I was not aware that this was the movie that I thought we were watching. I thought this movie, first of all, featured Hayden Christensen. It does not. We'll get more into that later. Basically, I just want to start off top with some apologies. Anyways, my name's Erica. I'm the host of our bonus episode. With me, as always, is my co-captain, Chris.
1: That's so wizard. Are there wizards in Star Wars? Well, I mean... (laughs) I mean, you could kinda of say that the Jedi's are wizards. But that's what Anakin's little shitty pizza shit friend says to him. Right you know, like he's uh-huh. like, We're gonna go pod racing. And he's like, Shut up, Anakin, you suck. And then later on he shows him his pod racer and he goes, That's so wizard.
0: <laughs> he does say that. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um as I said, I thought that this movie had Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, which is why I remember loving it so much. And then it starts and it definitely does not have him in it.
1: But I I would like to say also that you brought this up while we were talking about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I said he stopped development on that movie so he could go do the prequels and all the shitty things that happened with that. And you said.
0: I disagree. Those are my top three favorite Star Wars movies, uh, but it's fine.
1: We can talk about that later. God. And then you say this about Jar Jar Binks.
0: What's the tall, skinny animal that has like a weird gait and like long,
1: floppy ears? Jar jar Binks. Jar
0: Jar Binks. Come what? on, he's the best.
1: Jar Jar Binks. He's the best. Are you for real? They were the best Star wars movies. You literally say Jar Jar Binks is the best. I, I, all right, I'll give you you as a kid, I will give you that you might have seen Space Princess. And Hayden Christensen, quote unquote, falling in love, and you're like, this is awesome, I love it. And also in that movie that you're thinking of, Jar Jar Binks barely exists. So I'll give you a pass on that. However, you said we were gonna watch this for the bonus episode off the pod, you were talking to me, and I said, pump the brakes right now. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you did. Like, you I'm tried
0: like, to warn me. I said
1: this might be a really bad endeavor for us.
0: And I said, you're wrong. I remember loving these movies. They're probably better than the original three because I didn't understand them. These were made for my people. I was incorrect.
1: I would also now like to play you this clip right here during our Jaws episode where you were talking about the shitty fourth movies that we watched and how much of a downer it is to see bad movies and how excited you were for your bonus episode where we're going to be watching a good movie. Listen to this.
0: I'm just really looking forward to how enjoyable watching my bonus episode movie is going to be. Just a little teaser there for all my fans out there.
1: Wow. I so in in full conviction that you had in watching this movie. I tried Full conviction. I tried to deter you so much. But- I I even said, "You know what we should do is we should watch A New Hope because it's techn- it's the first Star Wars movie." But it's technically episode four. You know, like it's one, two, three happens. And then the original Star Wars is technically the fourth Star Wars. And I was like, we should just do that one. Fuck the Phantom Menace. And you were adamant, adamant that we watch it. And then we did. So please continue. Sorry.
0: All right, Chris, would you like to give us a brief synopsis of this shit show we watched? No, no, I don't. You know why you can't? (laughs) Because there's no storyline I don't know what the fuck is happening. Even when they give me that intro in the beginning, the five paragraph essay.
1: Here's here's the great thing about. okay, actually. okay, I'm going to jump in here for a second and really strongly co-host right now. All right. Bear with me.
0: Oh, everybody out there. I'm so sorry. I already told my co-captain that I am so not ready to co-host an episode about Star Wars and I needed him to help me so badly. So he's strongly co-hosting at my request.
1: Yeah. And I I feel like at the benefit of everybody also. So I would like to say that I don't think there's much more about the Phantom Menace that can be said more than what the fellas over at Red Letter Media have done. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google or go to YouTube and type in Red Letter Media Phantom Menace. They have like a multi-part like episodic thing talking about this movie. And I don't think anybody can touch on how well they dive into it and dissect it. And I would also like to say, if there's anything that I say that they kind of have that I'm repeating of theirs, I'm not really aware of it because I've, you know, like they incepted that into me and it makes a lot of sense. And I give all credit to the guys at red letter media. If I copy anything that they had said previously, and then also just subscribe to them on YouTube because they're the best. All right. That being said, you're right. The title crawl right off the bat of this movie makes no sense. Let's go back to the original Star Wars where it just starts off. It's a time of galactic civil war. The rebels versus the Empire. Here's what's happening. They're running away. They have some plans. They're trying, you know, like it's a very concise story in like a three paragraphs. This one it starts off and it's like the Trade Federation have decided that the taxation of the trade routes in the Galactic thing have decided to do a blockade on the planet Naboo, where the P- you're like what? Why are we talking about taxation of space trade?
0: Why is Lucas allowed to make movies, guys? Who is encouraging this?
1: The, okay, here we are. We're at a point now where with the Phantom Menace, this is what I was talking about with the Crystal Skull. He's at a point where there's nobody saying no. He can do, he. you know, he made, he made the first, okay, I don't want, he quote unquote made the first Star Wars. He became a multi-billionaire off of Lucasfilm, developed so many things that we now take for granted as things, ILM, they're like one of the top, special effects companies in the world, Pixar, that's Lucas. He started that all these things he developed and became a billionaire off of it. Stopped, you know, making movies of his own until the late nineties. Whenever he made star Wars, the phantom medicine, should I, should I still be doing the synopsis? I forget where we're at right now.
0: No. Yeah. We're at you do the synopsis (laughs) part. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay.
1: To answer your question really quickly before we jump to the synopsis, uh, Lucas is allowed to do whatever he wants at this point because he was making this movie almost as an indie filmmaker because he had all the money and Fox was like, fuck it, whatever. Go do your fucking space movie. Who cares? All right. Brief synopsis of The Phantom Menace. All right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um... Okay. Oh, okay. So for some reason, a trade federation is trying to stop trade, which seems like the complete backwards thing that something called the trade federation would want to do. And then, oh my, I can't do it. I can't do it. This is so baffling. All right
0: would you like me to step in
1: yeah just do just do whatever's on the internet okay
0: then, obi-wan kenobi played by ewan mcgregor he's
1: not even like he's like the fifth main character in this movie he just sits on a spaceship and complains the entire movie how and, does how does the synopsis start, start with, with, Obi- with him no yeah i like- don't know
0: i don't know okay obi-wan kenobi is a young apprentice jedi knight under the tutelage of liam neeson i can't say that name
1: Anakin- qui-gon Jinn.
0: okay liam neeson Anakin Skywalker, who will later father Luke Skywalker and become known as Darth Vader, is just a 9-year-old boy. When the Trade Federation cuts off all routes to the planet Naboo, Liam Neeson and Obi-Wan Kenobi are assigned to settle the matter. Sure. Sure. I,
1: but again, here's another part that doesn't even make any sense. The Jedi are like, why are they the um, why are they the people going in there to settle a trade dispute? That's a part, like, right off top, like, of knowing what I know about the Jedi Knights. Why are Jedi Knights sent in there to settle a trade dispute?
0: So this is why I think I liked these movies. So first of all, I was 12. I did not know right from wrong at this point. And I thought, let's go watch a Star Wars movie. This is going to be really fun. And I was in Princess Land. I was just watching a movie with Natalie Portman, who I loved, loved at the time and still do. I was watching her be a kick-ass princess. She was fighting Liam Neeson's in it. I probably knew who he was. There's this really cute little boy in it. I want to go watch him. And I am probably not paying attention to the storyline at all because I probably never paid attention to episode four, five, and six. And I think that's why I loved it so much. Watching it now... Um, I think it took us about eight hours to actually finish the movie because of how many breaks we took <laughs> well, and naps and meals and showers that were had.
1: Days. Well, days. I mean, just two days went by. Okay. I tried to talk you out of watching it. You I You said, no, we're going to watch it. Cool. Put it on and it's happening and you were wide eyed like, what the fuck am I watching? You were so confused at what was going on. One hour and a half into it, which was I think the halfway point for it almost it's a long ass movie, yeah. we had to turn it off it wasn't it wasn't even like we were watching it late at night and we were tired. It's just so mind numbingly dumb and exhausting and
0: racist i I, I had no idea how uncomfortable it was going to be watching this like take away the bad storyline mm-hmm. the take away all that shit it was racist
1: I which mean, i'm like really yeah.
0: upset at myself for watching this when i was 12 and not seeing this
1: i, I it's hard for me to say that it's racist i think uh, i mean i mean i don't know uh, like how do you define this whenever somebody is just totally ignorant of using like racial stereotypes it's not that like they're you it's not like it's racism as a tool to like belittle someone or make one person feel more superior to the other you get what i'm saying like i
0: think it's still racist whether or not you understand what you're doing okay i think it's still racist and it made me so i couldn't even watch it you guys i have been in love with jar jar binks's character since 1999 he is my favorite character He was my favorite character. And now that I am seeing full picture, I cannot.
1: Yeah. I cannot.
0: (laughs) So listen... This is a bonus episode, so we're not going to go into details about the movie. We just don't have enough time for that.
1: We can do as long of a bonus episode as we want to Well, I don't want to.
0: I can't relive this, guys. (laughs) This is what I want to do.
1: Okay, let me just get to this point right here. Sure. Because you treaded away from this with the Ray stuff. Okay. We started watching this. An hour and a half into it, we had to stop it. Not because it was late. Not because of anything. Just because of how fucking exhausted we were watching it. Then... The next day happened. And I said, if we're going to do our podcast on this, we have to watch the end of it. And you said, no, no.
0: it's my podcast episode.
1: We're going to do a bonus episode just based on the first hour and a half of The Phantom Menace. And I yes. said, that's horseshit. You made me start watching this. We're <laughs> going to finish watching this I'm and so do it. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Don't be sorry to me. I knew what <laughs> I was getting into.
0: Well, I did not.
1: Okay, so then I'm like, alright, we have to watch this. Like, there's no getting around it, we have to finish it. And I watched a grown-ass adult woman who does adult life shit throw a little kid temper tantrum. You threw the biggest temper tantrum, you stomped your feet, and you were going...
0: I truly forgot about the tantrum. You forgot
1: about your temper tantrum. You you uh, melted down as if you just learned Andre the Giant died. (laughs) But reverse (laughs) make it sad made you angry. And you like blew up.
0: I did not want to have to sit here and endure another hour and a half. It was so long. And nothing was happening.
1: Remember how I talked about in Jaws where I'm like, this is the shortest movie we watched for the podcast. And it probably has the craziest concept for a movie that we're going to watch on the podcast. And it's probably the most boring. I think it might be the Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace has just the weirdest, craziest plot line for some sort of space opera movie. All throughout the entire thing, there's like, you know, laser swords and blasters and weird monsters and stuff like that in a pod race. It's still boring. That pod racing goes on for like, they're like, OK, we have to do three laps of pod racing. Oh, you better fucking believe we have to watch all three laps of the pod racing. You
0: know what this is exactly like? Crawl. It's exactly like Kroll.
1: Whenever he has to climb a mountain?
0: No, the whole movie. It's (laughs) wild, spacey. What the fuck is happening? Let's watch this man climb a mountain for seven minutes for no reason. Like, again, Kroll could have been a great movie. This movie could have been a great movie. You know what it looked like? It looked like a high school play. It was Awful.
1: Well, the acting was definitely like I'll give oh, you this. Oh my god, Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. They were they were great with what they had to do. It seemed like Natalie Portman was trying to act and then jake lloyd who plays the little boy who's anakin skywalker like i want to know what what like thing that his parents had to blackmail george lucas to get this kid into this movie because this kid can't act worth shit and i want to throw him out of a window
0: you know what is not beyond george lucas is seeing this kid and being like oh no no, no, he's good. Trust me, everyone. He's going to be great.
1: Well, he's throwing, like, his daughter into the movie. He's throwing, like. His daughter? Yeah. Well. Like And then that kid who's like, that's a wizard, Annie. That's clearly got to be like one of his friend's sons or something oh, like God. that. Because he can't act for the shit. But yeah, his daughter was the one who's there like whenever he shows off the pod racer at his little like slave house. Yeah, yeah. And she's the one with braces. And it's just good to know that orthodontics. Or l-
0: definitely a thing in 14th century <laughs>
1: Wait, a long, long time ago in Where a galaxy we? far, far away, we still have orthodontics. All right. That's great. Fix Our, your teeth, girl.
0: Yeah, you do you. All right. So this is what I want to do. I want to go through some super fun facts because to me, this was the highlight of this entire experience. Uh,
1: can I... Are you leading this out of the movie and we're going to go a different way until we just yeah. finish this? I just have to say one thing that I really latched on to in this movie. Please. Okay. Okay. Qui Gon Jinn, who is Liam Neeson in the movie, he's the master to Obi Wan's, you know, apprentice, right? Got it? He's a really shitty Jedi. He's a real piece of shit. He goes into this desert planet, lands there. They need parts for their ship because it's broken. He's like, We have to go to one of the smaller places because we could get a better deal. He goes there, that's where we meet another racist stereotype caricature of a person, Watto. This guy Watto owns this junkyard, whatever. Liam Neeson goes in there, he says, I need a hyperdrive. Watto goes, cool, it's this much. Liam Neeson says, great, I'll give you Republic credits. Watto says, I don't take Republic credits, that means nothing to me here on this planet. And then Liam Neeson does his hand wave Jedi mind trick, he's like, no, You'll take your Republic credits, and it doesn't work because Watto is like immune to Jedi mind tricks. But here's Liam Neeson; he's just gonna. Here's this like working class blue collar junk salesman, and he's supposed to like stand up for what's right in the galactic like universe and like do what's right amongst people. And he's like, yeah, yeah no, Jedi mind trick. Take what's worthless to you and give me your parts. This guy needs to feed a family.
0: Aww. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And then they do the pod race thing, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to bet on the slaves. You know, uh, like uh, Anakin Skywalker and his mom are slaves. Okay, sure, maybe that's a bad part of Watto's character, the junk dealer. Sure, okay, but there's no reason to just totally fuck him over in life because of this. And then they're like, it's going to be a simple roll of the dice. We're going to roll the dice, and if it lands on blank... You get to keep them. If it lands on blank, I get to keep them. Rolls the dice. Liam Neeson does a hand wave to make the dice roll in his favor. Fucks him over again. Then Liam Neeson takes the kid later on in the movie to the Jedi Council. And they're like, I'm sorry, Liam Neeson. This kid seems too dangerous to train as a Jedi. We're not going to do it. And he's like, well, I'm going to train him as a Jedi then. What? Like the council just told you no. You're not like, don't do this.
0: I was a little confused by that because I thought that everyone like if if you just get to decide, then why did you take him to the council?
1: Why didn't you just take him away to some distant place and just train him?
0: Yeah, I didn't understand that part. But again, in the in the levels of things I didn't understand, I feel like that was at. That was like number four hundred ninety-three.
1: Can I just briefly go through my notes really quick because I know you want to like wrap this up and go to like not talking about
0: anywhere but right here. Yeah. Wait, in your no- wait, sorry, in your notes, are we going to talk about the fact that Anakin? Wait, is Anakin the little boy?
1: Yeah, Anakin's the little boy. The
0: Anakin is Jesus. I did oh. not know this was part of the plot line <laughs> yeah. that his mother was just con- just received a child, and Anakin is Jesus. Like what the fuck, Lucas? That's the st- that's the beginning. Of Darth Vader? For real?
1: The entire saga is based on the fact that midi chlorians. which, why the fuck did they do that in this movie where you're now explaining what the Force is and how the Force... Ha- the Force was great when it was unknown.
0: Yeah, but now it's not magic shit. It's shit that's in your blood. Yeah. Like, well, well, now I have questions. Can I take it out and put it in me? Can I get it via a blood transfusion? Can it be a medication?
1: Don't is, take the magic out of this. Can it be sexually transmitted? That would be the best,
0: could you imagine having a one night stand and the next day you're like, "Oh my God, I'm a fucking jedi <laughs> that's the best
1: okay I'm just gonna I'm just gonna really roll through my notes really quick, and we don't have to talk about any of them, yes,
0: well, when you roll through them, if I have something to say, can I interject?
1: Just jump in, okay, yeah, absolutely, all right, so. I have, uh, I also say Liam Neeson's an idiot. He wants to stow aboard separate ships. They're like running away on this like space station at the beginning of the movie. And they're like, he's like, Liam Neeson says to Obi-Wan, look, if we're going to get away from this, let's stow away on separate ships and then meet back when they land on a planet. It's a planet. Like Like where you don't know where these ships are going. You know what I mean? Like, what makes you think that you guys are going to land and then just be like, hey, we're here. But, you know, lucky for them, they land in the exact same spot. Yeah.
0: It's like if you landed in Santa Monica and I landed in Santa Bernardino, I am not going to meet up with you. Like, I'm good.
1: On foot, you're done. Yeah.
0: You you go your way. I go my way.
1: Then I wrote, this movie is for babies. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then I wrote a bunch of other stuff. And then here we go. I don't... we we stopped the movie for a full day and then watched the rest of it the second day. The second day, I didn't write one note on it. Me I neither. I I was just done. But the last thing I wrote, whenever we stopped watching it the first night, I wrote an hour and a half in. And you said to me, can we watch something fun? That was awful. <laughs>
0: it was just such a downer. Like, it didn't put you in a good spot, you know? So... In my quest to not make this a 30-minute show about how fucking shitty this movie is, I looked up some really fun facts, or what I believe are fun facts. So, number one, we all—you just said Ewan McGregor was such a good actor. Did you know that they had to digitally remove in post-production all of his pew-pew-pew sounds because he made them every time he swung his lightsaber? Wait, what? So whenever Ewan McGregor was fighting, uh-huh. and he had his lightsaber, and he's fighting, while they're filming, he went, pew, 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 pew.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And so
0: in post-production, they had to remove him saying, pew, pew, pew.
1: Oddly enough, not the first time I've heard about this happening in that's the That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, this next thing was, in the first week that the trailers were released... Because you would have to watch the trailer in a movie theater. Movie theaters saw their ticket sales go up seventy five percent.
1: Yeah, you know why? Because they went and uh, they had the first one was attached to the movie Wing Commander, the sci fi movie coming what? out with um, fucking Freddie, not Freddie Rodriguez, uh, F- F- Freddy Prince Jr.
0: Oh, Freddie Prince heartthrob. Jr.
1: in this movie called Wing Commander, some shitty sci fi movie. Nobody was gonna go see it. But Fox was like, we're putting exclusively the Phantom Menace trailer before this.
0: So smart.
1: You know how people how many people just went to go see Wing Commander? Yeah. Just a lot. so they could see. This is pre-internet. I mean, the internet exists, but you're not watching movie trailers on the internet at this time. Isn't that
0: wild? Like you went to a movie theater, bought a ticket just so you can see the trailer, and then you saw the trailer and still decided To go see the movie later.
1: I'm telling you right now. That first trailer had me hooked. Really? Yeah. Because it was. It didn't give you very much about Mm. it whatsoever. It seemed very mysterious. It was very mysterious.
0: Well spoiler alert. It's because the movie was about nothing. Okay. And then I remember you were talking about the fact that almost everything is CGI in the movie. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean with the exception of Liam Neeson and his good looks. Yeah. Right. F. Mary Kill. Let's do, since you killed Michael Kane the last time, uh-huh. let's throw Liam into the mix, okay? F. Mary Kill. Let's do Harrison Ford, Richard Gere, Liam Neeson. Wow, you're thinking on this one. Here's the issue. Okay.
0: Liam Neeson, as we know, will go so far to save me and love me. He will give his life for me.
1: If you're taken, you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Which
0: I believe that Harrison Ford would do as well. Fuck. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. I got to kill. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got to kill Richard Gear. He's got to go. I'm going to marry Liam Neeson. Wow. He's going to love me forever and do everything anything for me wow like if i come home really tired from work and i'm gonna be like oh could you make me a steak and like steam me some broccoli or something and he's like all tired from work and he he's gonna see me he's he gonna comes be like, back yes. with a dead
1: wolf <laughs> yeah
0: right oh my god oh my god he'll be like i'll go to that market and i'll buy that steak and i'll make it for you and i'm gonna be like yes so that means i have to make love to harrison ford yeah that's fine i, I still win i still win
1: Sounds like everybody wins in that scenario.
0: Okay, so actually in the movie, the sets were built only as high as the tops of the actor's heads and then everything above that was CGI. This is according to kickassfacts.com, so I know it's true. Liam Neeson was so tall (laughs) that he cost the set crew an extra $150,000 in construction. I don't want to hear it. I believe it. I like this fact. Don't. Fact check me, please. Second, third, fourth. Is this my fourth fact? I don't remember. Qing Jung Jin, what's his name? Quing Jung Jin's, what's his name? Liam Neeson. Okay, remember how Liam, ne- Liam Neeson was holding a communicator thing
1: to yeah. talk to people? Yeah. Do
0: you know what it is?
1: Um, is it a lighter?
0: It's a lady's razor holder, just without the razor at the top, which I knew looked familiar. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So
0: they just spray painted it black and that was his communicator, which I think is wild. Now, this was my favorite, actually. So, you know, during the pod racing, they have all the fans who are cheering uh, for the races and whatever. Yep. Do you know this fact already? Nope. Oh, you look like you know this fact already. To create the sound of the spectators during the pod race scene, the sound designer took a recorder
1: to the Raiders game
0: that would have been so much better, but they did not. They took it to a San Francisco 49ers game. Oh, I was Cor- so close. So close. Oh. Okay, so this movie came out in 1999, which I know you know, so I can't make make you guess. How much money did they spend on this fuck show?
1: The budget, production budget? Yeah. Um, uh, this is going to be definitely one nineteen ninety nine. it definitely crossed 100 million, but probably I'm going to go 120.
0: You're amazing. $115 million. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Oh, yeah. How many movies are there in the Star Wars franchise?
1: Oh, okay. So, okay. There's the original three. Then there's a prequel. That's six. Then there's a one, two. That's eight. And then there's the other two standalone. So, that's ten. Then there was the cartoon one with the gay job of the hut so i'm going there's 11 right now and then the 12th one is going to come out this year
0: okay well i believe you when i googled it it <laughs> said nine but i i, w- I had no idea of no. knowing if that was correct
1: yeah no there's no way there's because there's the three originals there's the three prequels so if, if i've done my math right already that's six right
0: one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's six. Okay.
1: And then there was The Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi. That makes eight. Then there was two standalone films, Rogue One and Solo, were at ten. Then there was the animated one with the gay job of the hut. That's eleven.
0: Okay, I believe you. Okay, guys, there's eleven Star Wars films. <laughs> okay. How much money did this movie make domestic?
1: Oh god. Um, 1999, I know it was high. I know know for the longest time up until Marvel started their thing that it was like within the top 10. So I'm going to go like 450. I'm going to go 450 million.
0: Oh, my God. Who are you? 474 million dollars.
1: Fuck. God, that dad's so disappointed in me.
0: I'm so proud of you. Okay. How much total worldwide?
1: Um... Um, This is definitely going to be one of the ones that crossed a billion. So I'm going to go like, it is going to be something weird where it like it, they pushed it long enough just to cross a billion. So I'm going to go like
0: 1,100,000,000. I can't handle you. 1,027,000,000. Yo
1: just so close
0: so good so good okay adjusted for inflation where does this movie fall in the 11 star wars films
1: that's going to be tough that's going to be really tough um 1999 and it made over oh a uh, domestic though right we're just doing domestic right i'm going to go with it's number 3
0: this is why I knew I wasn't ready to host this episode. It was number three. No, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Number wait, one is wait. Star Wars.
1: Do the kids cheer for me at this point?
0: Oh, put the kids in. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, number one is Star Wars. Number two is Star Wars. The Force Awakens. Is that a one that we just saw?
1: That, yeah, that's the one, that's the first new one that just happened. You know, with the, where it introduces Ray and Finn. Oh, okay, and okay. Po and Poe Dameron. And
0: then it's episode one, which, again, th- this has to make me believe that how much money your movie makes is absolutely not related whatsoever to how good your film is. And that makes me so sad. There's two pieces of information that I thought were really important that we did not touch upon uh, for The Phantom Menace when I was going through my... Um, facts. Number one, the little boy who plays Anakin Skywalker, he has not been in any other movies after this because he said he was bullied so hard at school. I believe it. I think the only thing he does now is go to conventions, but he doesn't do anything like in movies because of how badly.
1: I think the last thing that I saw about him was that he was doing film editing.
0: I mean, sure, that's nice, but he's not like an actor.
1: Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, his life is ruined.
1: He he shouldn't be. That kid has no charisma. or You can tell right off the bat whenever a child is young whether or not they have it. And that kid did not have it.
0: I don't know. I think that people, if you have a really good mentor, then things could turn out differently for you. He could have been in a couple more B movies and made some more money. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. Now, this is what I think is the saddest piece of information i've ever read
1: oh my god is and jar jar binks dead
0: almost and i truly do blame george lucas oh, because fuck. i think is this it, is this this, his fault
1: i know what this is oh fuck. just bear now, with me now, everyone. now i just regret having said what i just said
0: <laughs> i don't jar jar binks the computer generated character voice and motion captured by ahmed best quickly drew the ire of longtime Star Wars fans who reacted very negatively to the character's clumsiness and voice, something which they claimed was meant to represent a subservient Afro-American stereotype. Jar Jar went on to become one of the most hated characters in movie history, something which almost completely obscured the fact that best was the first actor to play a completely computer-generated supporting actor, that credit usually goes to Andy Serkis as Gollum in The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Haters devoted entire websites to their animosity for and ridicule towards the character, and some even created re-edits of the movie that omit most of Jar Jar's scenes. According to Best, the backlash against Jar Jar got so bad that he briefly considered committing suicide, but decided not to for the sake of his young son. Now listen, all you haters out there, I get it. it. Star Wars was your life, your fandomers, your stands, whatever the fuck you want to call yourselves. Never should you ever, ever, ever bully someone so hard that this is what they feel like is the next step of their lives. And George Lucas, how dare you think that you're a good screenwriter, producer, director, whatever, if this is the hate that followed Jar Jar Binks because of something that you decided. This guy was just here for a paycheck. This guy was just here because you casted him and decided, I want him to be in this movie. And he wanted to kill himself because of crazy ass people. It's just a movie, guys. I'm sorry. You should never, ever hate something this much that affects somebody.
1: Now, I have to say, yes, that is all horrible. Absolutely. The worst part about that is the fact that you're absolutely 100% correct. That there are some people out there where Star Wars is all they have going for them. If in your life, all you have is your devotion and fandom to Star Wars? Go go out, travel the world. Save up some money. Go go to another state. Go to another country. Go somewhere else. Find something. Find love. Find a woman. Find a man. Find a man woman. Find a find something. Okay, go
0: to the Applebee's in the next city over. Yeah. Like
1: well, 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 I mean, let's not insult them and think that they're all just going to Applebee's. What I'm seeing is, like, there's clearly not enough going on in your life if all you have going for you is Star Wars, where you're so convicted about it that you have to go there and just spread hate over it because something that you're so attached to is ruined by somebody who really had no say about it. If that's all you have going, like, you just are living in a bubble. You need, like, branch out. Take a walk, go to the library, read a book, fuck it, read a book that has nothing to do with Star Wars or science fiction or anything. I'm sorry, Star Wars isn't science fiction, it's fantasy. We could have done that in our fantasy year.
0: Well, thank you for
1: not. I would also like to say, and this is a historic landmark for the Film Stripping podcast. Do you know why? No. This is the first movie that we've done on the podcast That what?
0: I don't know. Made somebody want to kill themselves?
1: That is from the 1990s.
0: This is the first movie we've done on the podcast from the 1990s?
1: This is our first 1990s movie. What? Is that crazy? We've
0: only watched like 50s, 70s, 80s, and 2000
1: films. Yep.
0: What happened to the 90s, guys?
1: Well, here we are. Well,
0: this is the only movie we watched, so I really hope this is not...
1: This is indicative. This is 1999. This is the pinnacle of the 90s filmmaking. The best you get from 1990s filmmaking, it it is a bell curve and it is a steep drop off um, at 1999, where it drops off after May. I'm gonna guess this came out like May 20th, somewhere around. I hate there. you. It was May 5th. Where, where are we left off now? We did. We did a box office. We're at ratings we're gonna leave out awards
0: what award is it this movie get nominated for and or win
1: okay it's just going to be effect stuff and sound and music stuff okay so i'm saying that oh, i bet you anything john williams didn't get one for this just because it was kind of reused themes although the Fate, the Duel of the Fates, is a really good song. Okay, I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna go with sound editing, visual effects, and sound design.
0: Oscar nominee. Wait,
1: wait, I'm also okay. Wait, I'm gonna clarify that. I'm gonna go with sound editing, sound, uh, sound editing, sound design, and visual effects. But I'm gonna also say that it was just nominated for those three, and I'm gonna guarantee you that the Matrix won all of those awards.
0: The 72nd Academy Awards. Hosted by Billy Crystal. Ah. Oh, he was a really good host. I enjoyed. Well, now I don't trust anything I say. (laughs) Now I want to go back and rewatch everything before I say like anything. It was nominated for Best Sound. Boom. Best Effects. Boom. Sound Effects Editing. Boom. Best Effects Visual Effects.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't win
0: shit. All right, that's all the awards it was nominated for. (laughs) All right, Chris. sorry <laughs> i'm so over it i'm so sorry everyone
1: i really pushed you to who knows how long i'm gonna cut this bonus episode down to how many minutes are but we on at this point right now we've recorded about a normal episode's length of talking and i've <sighs> only done it just because i tried to talk you out of watching this movie but yet here we are
0: chris what's your rating
1: i'm giving this one a four
0: excellent i'm giving it a three imdb gives it a Mm 6.5 which really guys yeah metacritic gives it a 5.1 i'm not doing the adding moving the decimal thing fat dad gives it a six fat dad here's my question is this a six because that's what you gave it in 1999 Or is this a six because that's what you gave it today?
1: Very, very fair question.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to my bonus episode. I really appreciate all of you. Um, This was a mistake. I will do a better job next month on choosing my bonus episode. I promise.
1: Also, don't forget to send me a copy of your passport. Just a copy will be fine. Filmstripping at gmail.com. Also, if you want to, we do things on the Instagram at filmstripping. Erica, anything else?
0: Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Maybe not review this episode. Maybe review the other ones.
1: Well, this is just a bonus episode. I feel like reviewing a bonus episode is kind of horse shit. Sure. If you if you're one of those people who just review bonus episodes, you know, go travel out. Get outside your house. Go to a different state, go to a different country, meet go- somebody. Fall yeah. in love. Find a man, find a woman, find a man a woman. I don't know what you do, but find something else other than rating a bonus episode online.
0: We'll see you next week. Uh, Oh, the next episode you guys get to hear is Fast Five.
1: Until next time, uh, bye-bye.
0: Pew, pew. I'm just really looking forward to how enjoyable watching my bonus episode movie is going to be. Jar Jar Binks! He's the best!